I never see you guys anymore. I'm the one playing WoW, okay? I realize. Uh, meanwhile, me and Brent I'm like looking like myself into the basement, time. and I'm like, why is me no one in the Josh basement? Play games together all the time. <laughs> uh, you're the only one who's just alone over there with your bad audio. Uh, no, yeah, it's great. Up? We tested it before the show. Okay, sorry, Brent. Episode sorry, 60 Brent. of uh, Plat Shadow of Watch. Episode Welcome. 60? Yeah, episode 60. Presented by Team Mobile. Halfway to episode 120. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, that's how that works. Yeah, episode uh, <laughs> episode 60 of, of Platchat uh, Overwatch, presented by Team Mobile. Well done. Kind of faces well done, that, everybody. Josh. Good job. That, what have you, what have my... you all been up to? What What have I been up to? Yeah, I've just been talking with you guys. It's just yeah, like... I've been answering questions from people in my stream. I've been streaming a bunch of Valorant companion streams, and mm -hmm. I. Where I've answered more questions about Overwatch. The, the people keep coming into my chat and asking me the questions over and over and over about it's always the same things as well. But people are just fucking freaking about some of these off-season moves. Because yeah. some of them are mad full of juice. Mate, I don't know what's going on, but we are going through the fucking wars here in our house. There there was the the, the tumble and dryer was just shaking down the walls. We got a plane going overhead now. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's it's you know, life is hell. We're just we're just trucking on one <laughs> one step at a time. Life is Damn. hell. Life is hell. Yeah, life there we hell. go. Yeah, it's the name of this episode. Plat chat <laughs> episode sixty. Life. No, I've is been playing hell. a fuck ton of Daisy. Is what I've been doing. And uh, mm. Daisy is one of those games. You've never played it. Day Z for any UK enthusiasts out there. Uh, sure. If you've never played it, it's like a game with the lowest lows but the highest highs that one can have. Mm. Um, you know what I mean. It's, yeah. it, it's, uh, you can spend like 20 hours trying to get a gun and a can of beans and then you just get shot right when you're reaching the benchmark. I had some pretty fun encounters actually as well. I, not playing with you, Josh, even though we've been playing together a lot, but it was one oh, where you I was... played some in the last couple of days on your own. Yeah, there was one where I was running down the coastline east of, <laughs> of Cherneros on a, on a private server. Um, and mm. Cherneros is based on on the on uh, Ukraine, I think, basically. Yeah. It's like the, the mm -hmm. geography of, of Ukraine, except it's on the coast of like, they've kind of implemented a sea um, out of nowhere. And uh, uh, it, it's pretty, in, it's do. an interesting game because you can meet anybody. I mean, anybody can kill anybody, but it's it's all about the interactions. You know what I mean? It's all about the interactions. And yeah. I, what I, you know, I was scavenging as you do on the coast, can of beans here, searching for a can of beans, if, if, if anything, honestly, because in this game, starvation is honestly the number one killer. Got to get out of the way to begin with. I found two gotta stones. Eat. Yeah, you got to eat. Found two stones, turned it into a knife, used that to open up a can of sardines here, you know, uh, just starting to cook fires, you know, trying to survive and everything else. I'm in Solnichny on the East Coast as it stands, and I'm trying to run up to, uh, to Berezino. And I started getting into a little bit of a tussle. There's a group of bandits up and down the coast. And this is something that a lot oh. of the veteran players do. They go up and down Oof. the coast, up and down the coast, searching for new players to kill mm. and, and torture, right? Because they've got nothing better to do. God, that's I'm horrible. trying to avoid them. I know that this, this group of bandits is existing in the game. I know that they're in the game, right? Mm -hmm. I've heard rumors, reports, right? From my fellow players, I pass them like, hey, I you know, encountered some players and be like, hey, be careful. There's a group of people roaming around they're trying to kill all the fresh players i'm like okay all right i'll, I'll be careful i ended up tagging along with this one dude and we end up running yeah. running up and down the coast trying to get to berezina we're, we're killing a chicken every now and then we're you know we're cooking it we're just surviving off the land sure like two rugged men you know burly <laughs> bearded bandanas 
peacoat jackets. I'm talking the full Monty. You know what I mean? You live in your little bear fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Except I ain't no twink. And I'm, I'm out there up and down the coast. And me and this guy, his name's Jeffrey. We end up mm. spending a bit of time together. And we end up essentially like making it pretty far deep. We, we, we travel inside a barn when suddenly, just like that, gunshots start going off near us. <gasps> Pew, 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 straight off, right on the back, on the the back of the barn. The bandits? I'm trying to, I'm holding on. I'm trying to echolocate where these bullets are coming from. We fucking, we sprint into the barn. And then that's it. Me and Jeffrey pinned down. We know that there was gunfire coming up from the tree line, right? On the northeast section of the tree line. We knew there was gunshots coming over there. But me and Jeffrey were pinned down. We're pinned down. And we were pinned down for many, many hours, honestly. About an hour of game time passes of us just sat in this barn. Holy shit. Shooting the shit, talking back and forth. And we know at some point we're going to make a run for it because we're dying of starvation. We don't have any food. Starvation, as I said before, number one killer in this game. Number one killer. So we knew we had to make some moves. We we formulated a plan. Jeffrey. Yeah. You know, I was like, okay, Jeffrey, listen, here's how this is going to go. Me and you, we, we gotta tr- one of us has got to try and survive this. We've got we to gotta make a run for it. I had a pistol with seven bullets in it, okay? That's the IJ, The IJ-70, worn condition, engraving on the side. Uh, Sounds good. The only gun, pretty much, that we had available to him. So I said, Jeffrey, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to lay down the cover and fire. Matt, I see you got your, yourself the, the pumpkin cold brew after yeah, you the early recording. Me. Yeah, it's, it's very sickly. Be careful not to drink it all at once. I didn't want to die of starvation. So Just a tangent within a tangent within a tangent. Get no, 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 no I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. it. So we formulate a plan, okay? Yeah. We formulate a plan. I say, Jeffrey, you make a run for it. I'll provide down some cover and fire into the tree line. And hopefully if they fire at you, I'll try and locate them. So Jeffrey, you make a run for it. And he's like, I, I don't want to do this, but this is the only plan we've got. Otherwise, we're going to die of starvation. But you only so have I, seven bullets. I give him my stone knife. Jeffrey begins to make a run for it. And as he steps out the barn door, my wired internet cuts off. <gasps> no way. And I'm, I'm sat there thinking, not now, not now, not now. No! Why have you done this to me, God? Why have you forsaken me in this moment? I'm not going to name the name, but you all know who it is. You got, one, you got one name in mind when you're thinking about wired internet going off. You got one name in mind. not going to name any names, but you know who you're thinking of. Yeah, I'm thinking of him. Yeah, you're right thinking now. of them, right? You got them in your head. Yeah. This isn't a magic yep, trick. Right I'm not going to ask you to multiply by two. And then, I'm... anyway, what happened next? <laughs> there was a moment where all hope was lost. All hope was lost. I was thinking, how the hell am I going to get out of this one? My voice ended up quivering like this, up and down. Yeah, I, no. I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle. It. How am oh, I going to get out of this? Awful. And then I realized. What had saved me time and time and time again? None other than T-Mobile's 5G connection. Oh. I pull out the phone. I pull out the USB-C cable. I plug that bad boy in. I start the tethering process. And just like that, within five seconds flat, I'd hooked up a connection from my phone to the PC. I lay down the cover and fire. I take a shot in the leg, but I keep going. I keep going. And Jeffrey, he makes a run for it into the hills. He has my stone knife. I shout... One final roar, Jeffrey! Jeffrey! <laughs> Jeffrey! Run! Run! And remember, always bet on T-Mobile. As I bleed out 
And I like to think that Jeffrey is still out there living his best life in Berezino. He he's be. gone even further beyond. Mm -hmm. He's maybe maybe now in the Northwest Airfield. Who knows? But this just mm. goes to show, you know, with 5G coverage in all 50 states, T-Mobile has America's largest 5G network. Even better. True. No other 5G signal goes farther to bring you closer to the Overwatch League and keep you connected to the game. So rank up and take your wireless game to the next level with T-Mobile. Visit T-Mobile.com today to get your connection so you can be like me and save Jeffrey in warfare. That's a Truly. wild story. And wow. I scored yeah, a little performance, I except it was real. I died a hero. Yeah. I died a hero. But uh, I like to think that Jeffrey's still out there, you know? I like to think Jeffrey's still out there. He might be. Welcome. I love Jeffrey. I've never met him. Welcome to Plat Chat, episode 60, presented by T-Mobile. We're going to start off with a very big announcement, something that we should have announced probably many weeks ago, but we're announcing it now because we forgot it. Uh, we've got a little community <laughs> event being planned. It's the, uh, the sub-tournament presented by T-Mobile. This is a community event for teams. One champion, okay? Matt, Johnny, me, jo Josh, I forgot your name for a second. Uncle Egg. <laughs> yeah, you forgot my name. Yep. The Sideshow guy. I forgot your name anyway. Uh, moving on. Listen, you do it all the time. You know, Beth, Bren, Breath, who cares? Breath. Who cares? <laughs> Jesus. We got, we, got a little, we got a little poster as well to show you guys. It's called the Timmy Tuesday Tournament. It's going to be taking place on November the 17th. It's a plat chat community run event presented by T-Mobile. Applications are now open in your chosen captain's Discord channel. So I'm going to be, I haven't even set up this shit up at all, but I'm going to be setting up my Discord one. channel where if you want to play in the tournament, we're going to be running like a tryout process. We're going to be setting like what, a 3K SR average? We actually need to agree what the SR average is. Okay, we can decide uh, now. Yeah, I think I think three thousand makes sense, but also that's for Jonathan. <laughs> I mean, that's fine Look at the because I'm gonna have some fun. Yeah, I'm who, gonna, who put this picture of me? <laughs> it's you in it. Is it not you? That yeah, is it is. Oh, it is you. See, okay, Look at Josh. I bet you Josh. Oh, Josh you... definitely commissioned this image, and he made sure that they got the picture with hair. He you was like, the, "Yeah, you got the Johnny the, Fisherman the... beard image." Oh yeah. Hey, the next what beard. I did was. I got pictures of all of us competing in Overwatch, or at least oh, competing, in, competing in a game. In Overwatch. Mm -hmm. that you're, is... you're at least competing. Yeah, Jonathan's that is me. Rogue. Me and Brenner in the town takedown, and Matt is at the pinnacle of his career on Call Complexity, of Duty Complexity. Yeah, Rainbow Six or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we don't really. We just Hello Call of Duty, and you we don't just, know what Matt, we, 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 we actually Rainbow don't know what Matt competed in. Yeah, it's a mystery. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the plan. Timmy Tuesday tournament, November 17th. By the time you've seen this, hopefully I'll have a Discord server open. I mean, we all should. Um, and yeah, I think we set the SR average to 3K. We're going to be vetting it for Smurfs. So if you oh, are yeah. Smurfing, be discreet about it. No, um, no, 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 not be discreet about it. Smurfs. No Smurfs, no Smurfs, no Smurfs. Yeah, no Smurfs. Josh, last time discreet. we did this, about it. Josh, Josh blatantly cheated the last time we oh, did it. He did, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was dirty. It was dirty. And then, uh, yeah. obvious as well. And then I, I think uh, uh, this will be, we'll be streaming it from all of our POVs. I believe we'll have a cast, though, We right? will have a cast. Yes. We will have a cast. We actually need to double-check if, if the casters are still available because we changed the date. Um, mm. So we need to double-check. Double so we won't but... announce the casters today. We'll announce them next yeah. week. And actually, write a comment. Who do you want to cast the event? Yeah, maybe at, maybe add them on the social cast? media so you can peer pressure them into lower rates. Um. <laughs> <laughs> 
Jesus. Brent already understands Don't do that. Words. <laughs> we will we will we will accommodate the casters. <laughs> you get paid by marketing. Loved, Good luck. Well, I loved, did any of you guys see the, the post that was on competitive Overwatch that was essentially it, I think it was titled something like Not Another Uber Shouts Appreciation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was just it was a plea from the fans to boost Mitch's social media following <laughs> in order to get him rehired. <laughs> Mitch is doing the longest I fucking love that. I love Mitch. He's doing the longest the longest VOD review in the history of VOD reviews of the grand finals. Yeah, every yeah, yeah. every week I see a new map go up. I'm like, I know it's like, like come on now. <laughs> should knock it out in one shot have you no. tuned in for it because he just blames you for everything uh does he <laughs> yeah he's like he's like my god i was perfect there but this fucking this matt guy he's he's bloody awful he doesn't have a clue what he's talking about that's why it, that's why the roast session has to last for even longer it's just pure yeah. comedy roast value oh, well you know that's what, what i think everybody's realized that as long as they put brennan and i in a thumbnail and put a few dumb comments from us you know the the viewership just tends to grow that's mm. why that's why every brennan have you noticed every one of josh's gameplay videos he doesn't even put himself in the thumbnail just you and i <laughs> <laughs> well, one of his most popular videos is here's Bren Malding in Ranked and it's yeah. from two yeah. years ago we and should, it's, it's just... Bren, we should file a, a, a DMCA. copyright stuff a DMCA on Josh's YouTube channel it goes both ways though, revenue. My, my most popular YouTube video is the title is literally Sideshow Throwing in Ranked yeah, look at all Bren these videos at maximum tilt yep, 100k views yeah look at that you were fucking molding in that video. You were absolutely molding. Oh yeah, I mean it was all legitimate as well. I mean I might hammer it up a little bit these days, but was that that wasn't the game where you grabbed the feeling? No, 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 yeah. no. This was just a game on Dorado where you and Puckett were really angry at me uh, for some uh, reason. I mean, these were the times when Josh would just yeah. stay at the arena for nineteen hundred hours. Yeah. And what is that? Who, who put this? Like and Brent gets slaughtered in one v ones. That that has to be propaganda. There, nah, that never happened. No. You guys don't remember that when I beasted you both in one v ones. Well, you did it when no. I didn't have a chair. No, no, I. Yeah, mine was when I didn't have a chair. That's not even you. Okay, Matt gets. That's like the first. Look at that that's hair. the only color. Yeah, that's not you. That looks like you. What? Anyway, we got we got a tournament. We're planning it. It's it's already. I mean, it's announced. You guys can sign up if you're subs. Hmm. Um, yeah. God, what's this go. May domination? It's the big brain heroes where I excel. <laughs> God, look at this great oh, gameplay. Get it off the screen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there. just just get this out of here. Where the hell is the runner show? Oh, here it is. Anyway, let's start with the first announcement. <laughs> what was that? Let's 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 get through this. Let's get through this. Hey, hey lads. Yep, yep. Yeah. You know, deep breath, cool, calm, collected. I, I I love how you're like, oh, let's let's move on. Like, meanwhile, you you spoke for forty five minutes uninterrupted at the beginning of the show. Let's go back to this video. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> Jerry's joined the Washington Justice. Yeah, that's been yeah. announced. Uh, what big, the hell, man? Big money moves for Jerry's moving up in the world. So this is like a, a, a like this is a significant upgrade. I mean, Jerry always looked like one of the better pieces, at least on the Boston Uprising and upcoming Hitscan Star. Once again, Huck flipping players on the market probably bought another Bugatti off that one, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, uh, did yeah, he, he get paid uh, for that though? He was a free agent, no, right? He was a free agent. Yeah. Oh, is he yeah. a free agent? Never mind then. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, he was a free agent. Which I, I guess this would uh, lead you to believe things did not really work out with bringing Stitch back, uh, yeah, potentially. Presumably. Uh, I think that's where this would lead you to go. Uh, I, I like Jerry. I think Jerry's a really good player. I think you put him next uh, to Decay. Uh, I like it as well. It, I like this pick. I, th I, I severely think that this... Uh, the tendency of of like the general scene, I think, overvalues DPS hit scan players can, quite a bit. Can he do what Stitch did uh, and be probably more consistent? I think I think, that's I think he'll be more consistent in this season than Stitch. Oh my god! I can't believe you're saying that. Though here? I feel you like you're going to fucking off, no. I, okay, Stitch has been a top level player for what four years now since yeah. uh, 2016 he hasn't always looked like the greatest player in, on hitscan that's i think a very reasonable criticism of him and he didn't have a great year overall but in the playoffs he popped off and you know that you're going to get a consistent level from stitch he's not up and down he's either consistently fairly average or he has like the playoff performances where he steps it up whereas with jerry he's unproven at the top level completely like utterly completely unproven he just looks good on a bad team yeah the same way that like ado did on the shanghai dragons except a little more uh, consistent I mean, because no, it's no, a hit listen. but oh, I, I, think it's, I think it's a good move but i think if you're saying it's more likely to work than stitch that's where i'm having difficulty with it it, it could be a great move Josh. but it also could flop He's unproven, but they did get him for a 20p Freddo bar. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm sure he was a reasonable rate. Like, it, I'm sure I he think was. Jerry, I, th I think you can plug and play with hitscan DPS players quite consistently. And Jerry, I think, looks good on the team, despite the fact that Boston were losing. You can make that argument that some players, certain roles are always going to look better on bad teams. For example, like Sire player, I guess, is the best example of that. But I, I do think you can plug and play with, with the hitscan players more so than you can with other roles. I actually do agree with you in a little bit, Bran, because I think if you plugged in Jerry to just play like McCree, like you could probably pull it off. But there are several other heroes I would be like, please don't make Jerry your main player on this team playing hitscan. I, I, I feel like this meme has just gone too far. Like Jerry was a streaky hitscan player on the worst team in the league that made some of their games exciting. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I kind of lose it when people on social media go like, oh, that's the Jerry! That's the Jerry guy! Hey, yeah. that's, that's, that's the guy who had fun versus Houston Outlaws in like where's, week two. Yeah. And where's like, mine and I, Josh's I royalties? Exactly, yeah, where are our royalties? We, we, built, we built Jerry, that Jerry mania. We, yeah, we, yeah, we need a 10% agent fee from Jerry moving over built to the that Justice. Man. I will say, though, that this... When I was summing up the Justice halfway through the season, I thought about I thought seriously about where I'd rank a lot of their players. And I, sorry, not the Justice. I mean the Boston Uprising. And I think that Jerry was probably just outside the bottom five hitscan players in the league. Like con over the course of the season, there are some outrageously good hitscan players in the league. Yeah. And so on, even though he looked like the best team, best player on Boston at uh, various times throughout their season, he still was not above average across the league, I think. People tend to underrate the insane level of hitscan players yeah. in the league. Like, you have to be legitimately fucking bonkers to be above average in the Overwatch League on hitscan. Yeah. And Jerry isn't... We, he uh, hasn't shown that yet. He's shown some promise and some potential, but if you're saying that this guy will 100% be able to go up against the likes of, like, the, the Washington Justice, with the, with the roster that they're trying to create, are going up against the best in NA, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. He's not as good as Decay. There's absolutely no question about it in my no. mind. So no. you, in a situation where you would rather have Decay on the hitscan or Jerry, it's going to be somewhat of a downgrade when you have to put Jerry in and run Decay on some other role. That, that, that to me is just so a fact. What if they, so right now their roster is just the four players, right? They don't have a aim God. They don't have arc. They don't have a Johnny, which just Jerry decay mag and tuba. Well, Janu did Janu say that like he was about it, right? Yeah. He's in talks to return for them, but they haven't, they've declined the option, agent. but they're restructuring the contract, but might not pick him up. Yeah. Janu is a free agent right now. right? Yep. Yeah. Yes. They were pretty forward up. Washington about. They wanted to decline these and then renegotiate going into the offseason, right? That was like the yes. first thing they said going into the offseason. So I think it's pretty unsurprising. Yeah. But they, yeah, Ark has full on retired though. Yeah. I, mean, I don't yeah, think, these, I don't think all these talking points at once, if we want to talk and just overall Washington justice thus far, I think that's smart. Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Um, yeah. Because yeah, Ark has retired. I think this is quite a sad retirement, honestly. This guy was, I think, I, I, don't, I think last season. It would be disingenuous to say he was hanging with the rest of the league because yeah. I don't think he was in terms of his performance, but he was a well-loved player. Like, I, oh, I at yeah. least want him to yes. stay in some sort of capacity in the Overwatch scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. He might make quite a fun, um, like, I don't want to say broadcast talent, but like somebody that's the face of a team that does a lot of like, you know how um, Mayhem have... Samito and uh, J3 yeah, yeah, yeah. that they do stuff with and they do companion streams with them and they do content with them and stuff like that. I feel like Ark knows a lot about what's going on and he's really good at being able to communicate, communicate to both Korean and English speaking fans. He's a great face for an organization, even if it's like in that retiree kind of role. I see, that's um, where I thought he would make a great coach that he could speak English and Korean as well he, i think his a, strength is more in being personable though rather yeah. than being extremely yeah, analytical true. yeah I, more I, of like i, a I mean does he announce what he's doing presumably no i hope he goes into like so. streaming or something you know sort of content creation yeah yeah he said he was gonna do a stream and talk about more about the thoughts about why he retired and stuff like that yeah. i mean this guy was like a dennis havelka award candidate for many years actually because of the positivity he brought and like happiness and all the moments. So yeah, very well-loved player in that regard. Yeah, he's almost like a Stratus, but yeah. a like bilingual English Korean Stratus kind of figure. Like I, every time I see Ark, like I want to hug him. Like there's something yeah. about him yeah, that yeah. is- It's hard, it, it's, you can't really root against the guy, right? Like even no. he's just a, a really lovable figure uh, you know. where I think you obviously want people like this to stay in the Overwatch community in this yeah. scene in some way. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, but yeah. I do think that this is the right decision for Washington. Just yes. to focus on that for a moment is that I was really worried that Washington would, would get um, convinced by the success of their playoffs and not make the right changes. And so far, they've picked up a new main tank and they're looking to pick up two new supports. They're looking to essentially completely reboot this team around much stronger Korean talent with Decay as the core. That is the perfect way in my mind to rebuild this squad. Yep. I love yep. everything that they've done so far this offseason. I mean, you have Mag and Decay. Uh, you put quality players around them. Uh, you feel pretty good about your chances <laughs> yeah. going into I mean, next season, right? 
they're, yeah. they're a championship contender almost already. Like, it's that good, so... Hey, you know what's wild? Dallas Yule had decay. They could have done Supreme. that without trading half of the team, but... True. <laughs> is it still Supreme coaching them? Uh, yeah, I think Supreme's the head coach, and then they go Pri as the GM, right? Yeah. So yeah. I don't think there's been any changes Actually, there. I mean, I quite like the fact that they... I mean, I think you can argue, like, there's an argument that they... I mean, the narrative we were running with during the playoffs was like, oh, it's kind of like almost undeserved that they're to be here. But they did find a composition that worked for them and they <laughs> fucking ran with it. You know what I mean? And that does yeah. take some effort both on the player's side and the, and the coaching side. So this, uh, I, in, in my opinion, at the end of this year, my opinion of the coaching staff, at least in terms of where I place coaching staff of teams in terms of a ranking or just coaches in general, has gone up for, for the Washington Justice. I don't, know about, I don't know if you guys think the same. Yeah, I mean, even going into this year overall, my, I've always underrated staffs uh, and coaches, like going into preseason power rankings and all of that. I think that you were very right with like the Paris Eternal going into this year, Bren, because you were like one of the few people who actually really hyped up the Paris Eternal, like that they had uh, the people like 9K and Rush, et cetera, and they were going to mm -hmm. be like great foundation, and they really did, right? And I feel the same way with the Washington Justice now almost. Not on the same level, of course, but I feel like they've identified like a brand for them, what works for them, uh, a core staff team, and a great foundation to build a good roster on. And I just feel very confident about the Washington Justice and what they got going. And then yeah. on the side of that, you've got Janu, who is, uh, who is a free agent that we briefly touched on. I would love to see Janu go to Soul Dynasty. Just putting it out there. Oh, oh really? Yeah, that was oh! the that wasn't that the move that we were theorizing about right at the beginning. Like when were when we? the Vancouver Titans first yeah, blew we up, were. yeah, we were. I think yeah, everyone yeah. was saying Janu to Sol, Janu to Sol. I, I would love to see that. I think oh, so, yeah, so would I. Also, but there are also other good off tanks that either team could pick up. Like cool. Janu yeah, isn't yeah. the only one. Uh, I believe uh, Gargoyle is free agent technically. Hotba, mm -hmm. uh, Mecco. Uh, there are a few players out there. Wait, no, Hanbin is no, on. Sorry, the, I mean, uh, fucking. I don't mean Hanbin. I mean the other guy that played with Hotba. Um, Bianca. YXL. Bianca, sorry. Yeah. Yep. Uh, there are other players uh, out there to fill in mm -hmm. those slots. Obviously, with uh, contender players around as well. Yeah, I'll just say. By the way, our Platchard Overwatch viewers, they, they probably already noticed, but the lower thirds, the animations coming in, sliding in, sliding out. That's Kurt. Fucking Kurt! goated, on the, goated on the sticks, goated on the WASD. You already know. Oh, Boom. Look at that. Give look him another one. Yeah! Give him another one. Do it again. Give him another one. Break the system. Oh, it's broken. Oh. oh. Boom. Oh. Hey! Nice. nice. <laughs> so smooth. Look at that frame rate. Yeah, we do it all at Plat Chat Limited. We're mm. going to be taking over the world. We're actually in a joint partnership with Virgin, uh, Virgin Hyperloop. They've recently recently designed the vacuum sealed <laughs> Magwerp trains. They've been testing that in Nevada. We're in a partnership with that for branding and other sort of sponsorship deals. So that's going to be going to be pretty sick. Sure. That's on the horizon. We're, we're not affiliated uh, with the Hyperloop train whatsoever. Well, Richard <laughs> no, Branson, reach out and get something going. Done. You know, we can get something moving. On a side note to that as well, I mean, have you? Are we finished with the, the Washington Justice? Talking point? I think I think, so. yeah, I think, I think so. we kind of yeah. hit, yeah. Our, okay. hit our justice point. Test out the newest candle that I've got here. This one is a cashmere jasmine <laughs> oh candle. Oh my god. So I actually haven't lit this one yet. Uh, Johnny okay. wasn't on Valorant. Clue the viewers yeah, in. Yeah, clue the viewers in. So he, I got myself. He's been on a candle thing. Got my... Hit up. That's, <laughs> That's my, uh, scary. My, my is that electric? 
Yeah, it's like, plasma. Like plasma? Plasma lighter, yeah. This is a cashmere jasmine. Now, I think this one might be a little bit more potent. Mm. Like it does a smell, right? Yeah, it's a second candle. <laughs> um, the previous one, the Mediterranean citrus, I quite liked in my room. This one, mm. by the way, this isn't even a sponsor plug. If you do own a scented candle company and you want to sponsor us, feel free to reach out. Um, you know, I'm just using this as a kind of break point in between. You know what I mean? Um, and now we can continue with the rest of the show. Mano to fusion. Wish, the I point have... we one, didn't talk about. One topic about. is too much for Bren's brain to focus on, so mm. we gotta, we gotta change it up. The two. We didn't talk nice. about Mano Diffusion. We missed it. We didn't do an emergency episode. Now is the time. I, I think we brushed over this because we've all talked about it to death on our personal streams. But it, yes. Now we can talk about it here. This is a very underwhelming pickup, I feel. I feel like this is a mental pickup. I don't know about underwhelming. It blew my mind when I saw it. I'm, I know what you mean by underwhelming, but it's also just insane somewhat like i think it caught everyone by surprise if you were thinking about a team acquiring a main tank philly would have been one of the ones at the bottom of the list you would have thought would have wanted another main tank uh especially so with the quality that uh, of mono uh mono obviously uh, a very good player throughout the overwatch league's history thus far uh i can't imagine Mono or Sato wanting to split time with each other. I can't imagine that being a thing. Uh, I mean, if it isn't, then this is a bad decision. I mean, straight up, if they aren't splitting playtime, it is the wrong decision for the Philadelphia Fusion. I, I, I truly believe that. I think okay, it so could let's go be good if you step. split, but... Yeah. Let's go back a step. Like, why? Why would he even want to split so, time? Like, why yeah. do they sign Mono in the first place? I, I feel know. like that's a better question. My my theory is, if they end up splitting playtime, I could see it being a good idea because Sado... Why the fuck are we watching Hydration? Oh, because he's primal raging him. <laughs> yeah. um, uh. I, I think that the, the way that Sado plays is very aggressive, right? He plays aggro when mm -hmm. he plays the Winston, when he plays the Reinhardt. They've, they've always played this aggro style. And apart from this clip where Mano's pinning someone across the map, normally Mano is a very reserved player. He takes uh, passive positions. He just anchors for his team. He holds the line. He's not a big playmaker like Sado is. Yeah. He's not part of a very aggressive lineup. His tendencies over the past three years have been to play a more reactive style of main tank. And that does offer a large contrast with Sado. It's worse if you're trying to play some rush style or some dive style, but it might be better for some kind of metas, or if you maybe just want consistency rather I, than I, the high. I love the word you use, Josh, though, play style, because that's immediately what I think of when I think of these two tanks. And I'm like, why have they? The reason I say it's an underwhelming pickup is because it seems like almost the polar opposite of what I want out of the Philly Fusion for them in terms of them picking up a player in that main tank role, because. It's, 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 you want somebody who can create plays. I think you want an, a bit of an explosive player. Oh. This is why we're going to talk about it later, but the fearless, the Dallas move, I think is pretty dope because when I think of fearless, I think of a player who's proven himself to be able to turn a fight of a primal rage. He's, he's a, he's a bit of a playmaker on the main tank role and he's incredibly consistent. Yeah, Matt, you're grimacing, Mano but I, I don't, I don't like do this that. pick. I don't like this pick for Mano. I think Mano is, oh. he's a safe player. He's, you know he's going to be consistent. You know the performance you're going to be getting out of him, but I, the same could be said with Sato, you know? I, I do wonder if Sato is on the move. Where would he go? Uh, I think 
Josh, we were talking a little bit about it when you were streaming some. We were like, maybe Toronto? Uh, but then yeah. Toronto re-signed Beast. Uh, so we'll get to that <laughs> shit, man. Get, that's a whole other can of worms. That I'm just, worms are bursting to come no, out of I that was can. Like, I was like, well, that maybe they signed Beast as like a backup and they're working on it. Because like, okay, Sato goes to KDG. Like, uh, yeah. Maybe they're just looking, Philly, for a little bit more consistency across all of the tanks, uh, having uh, Mono being able to play like the Rhine. Maybe they're thinking that he just doesn't take up as many resources as somebody like Sato, and you have to the, keep him alive. That's the other argument. Uh, that's the only other argument I could see, is that they want a low-resource main tank to just allow their DPS to be the major component carries. of what they're doing. Yeah. But I think Sano did a great job at making space for their DPS this year. So I think the resources were already probably in the right place. And also, I think the playstyle argument is very legit when you talk about players that are typically one-dimensional, okay? So Vancouver Titans, they pick up TC to complement Bumper's playstyle, right? Because Bumper will have a hard time adapting to other main tank styles and try to fill that kind of void. Sado has honestly been the opposite, I feel like. He has been the main tank who has fulfilled his potential and often changed the way he plays the game in favor of a better style for the Philadelphia Fusion. So in that case, it's not like Sado wouldn't be able to transform to whatever was asked for him. I wonder if it's like a communication thing. Do they want someone who's more vocal? Maybe Sado's not communicating enough. Because those are the things that I find harder to fix. Generally, when you have a really smart main tank player, they are able to adapt. They're able to transform their play yep. into whatever you desire. They look at the VODs, they look at their play style and think, how can I change my game? I think Sado is so smart about the game and he's shown that the way he improved at Reinhardt, etc. So I'm wondering like where Mono comes in because I don't think it's a play style kind of thing. I think Sado could have become a more safer main tank and demanded less resources if that is what the Philadelphia Fusion wanted. Maybe they want competitiveness in a main tank role. Maybe they want these two players to compete and make each other better. But at the same time, I don't, I don't even think that's healthy to a certain degree. So I'm very confused by this move. I don't like it. Frankly, I don't like it, okay? I wouldn't yeah, have I liked to like see it. this. I, 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 people hype up both of these players. I don't see... I think there is more risk with this move than reward, quite frankly. Uh, yeah, I think that's quite reasonable. I'm I'm very worried if they keep Mano as the only tank because I'm just I just don't see how he'd fit with the team. I'm not saying Mano's bad by any means. He's he's probably over the entire history of the Overwatch, uh, over the entire history of the Overwatch scene. He's probably up there as like the best main tank. Yes, over lo, over like consistent the, the long, years. Probably, yeah, 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 over yeah. like the longest consistent. The only other people you'd have up there are like Gesture probably because they've been around for a yeah, somewhat similar amount of time. That was being said. If we were to revisit this topic in a year, I wouldn't be surprised to be proven wrong with my kind of well, woeful <laughs> outlook, you know? The only reason I, that I'm just gonna say remaining that. hopeful is because of 9K. Mm, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't like, be surprised if we are just kind of, or at least I'm surprised yeah. at the end of this year. I, mean, I also think were... that the show's fusion are willing to throw money at a problem. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, I also think there's a an argument to be made that like we've seen mono whether it be like world cup or whatnot play really aggressive play fast you know just make plays that new york was never going to allow him to do that and play yeah. that style and now maybe you go to philly and you actually see a different mono where they kind of allow him to play his game and 
yeah. maybe maybe he can play aggressive like Sato, but then also when it's time to play a little bit slower and play safer, he can do that as well, more of like a complete package. I I don't think you go from like the consistency that we've seen over Mono's career to then just kind of being like an afterthought. I think it's more of a product of like the team of NYXL just wasn't that great this year. Uh, who, and, who was it? Like, where does that come from? I think well, part we, of it comes from Mano. But it, possibly, but we've also kind of seen their coaching in the past New York get kind of left behind. I mean, remember yeah, back but they've in also had one, like three different coaches. If that was the issue, they would have solved it, I think. There's got to be something to do with the players that causes this passive reactive play style. I'm not saying it definitely is Mano, but I find it unlikely that Mano's play is 100% a symptom of some other We have seen Mano play with with other players, though, and play fast and aggressive. It can be nice to move away from a team culture sometimes. Like sometimes teams, they just build a team culture. They have like accepted standards of where you approach the game and think about the game and think about your teammates. It can be nice to just step out of that culture for once in a while and just be like, hey, you know what, New York? I'm just going to freaking Philadelphia Fusion. And I don't know how much say Mano had in it. Obviously, Fusion had to be interested in the first place. But it can be nice to just like move out from your standards and your culture and just move into something new. Try to become a new player even. It might even help Mono become a better player and adapt to a different play style. So Mm -hmm. I think that is the most curious storyline coming out of this. Like, will Mono leave the New York Excelsior to become a champion? Because that would, quite frankly, be pretty lit. That would be amazing, and I could see it yeah. happening as well. Mano's been incredible over his career, and if he's able to revitalize his playstyle and play like aggressive and and really fit the playstyle of the rest of Philly, and maybe even get a championship, what an incredible storyline! Yeah. But also, you would have to look back at that point and say, how the fuck did New York never manage to get that out of him? You know what I mean? Like if <laughs> yeah. if Mano goes on to become a truly different player in terms of the style he plays and what he brings to the team and all of that kind of stuff for Philly. What a horrible look in hindsight for New York yeah. that they continued to play such a slow reactive style when it was out Wouldn't of the meta um, for years. But, but Wouldn't it look better on 9K though? Oh yeah, it would look great on yeah, 9K. It would, it would also look terrible it. though on all of those players and coaches that were involved in New York that kind of slowly slipped for years without ever being able to make yeah. the changes necessary. How many? I, 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 do, I do wonder this, and I think the number would be quite high. Like, if New York kind of put the feelers out to the league and say, hey, we're willing to trade Mono, I assume most of the league was like, yes, uh, we'll we'll make a play for that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Fusion is like one of the few teams that is like, yeah, we got Sato, we should be good. But instead, they actually sign him. Like, that's well, the I mean, mental part. Fusion uh, should have been a team that's safe. Yeah, that we're yeah like, but it's also a thing this. where you wouldn't want to see Mono go to another team in your region. and I wouldn't have minded. It, it was in New York. It was in New York. <laughs> and then it's actually like, who cares? That's who cares? billionaire logic right there. We're just going to buy this other star main tank because then the others can't have him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that shit happens. Uh, yeah. That's Hoarding insane. the best players. It's nuts. I do wonder what happens with Sato now, though. I think that's the next thing yeah. to wait for and see if they keep Sato, uh, if they uh, move him to a different team. Uh, who could use Sato? Uh, if the rumors of like fate to Shanghai are a thing, uh, Sato to Florida would be interesting. Which, which we should say as well, fate to Shanghai is 
I would say a very, very unreliable rumor at this point because Halo's got a bunch of shit wrong recently, including a bunch of shit from the Florida Florida Mayhem wrong. And it seems like there's like deliberate fucking false claims out there and stuff. Like the GMs are trying to give the... (laughs) It is a rumor. Yeah, so Lord Uh, knows about anything. Yeah, so who knows? Uh, I I still think there's an opportunity for him, like if Toronto, uh, but we'll we'll have to wait and see on that. Mm. Okay, I'm putting an end to this topic. Okay. Sounds do good. we do we what? have a topic about Hisu? Oh uh, yeah. No. Do we? Did you guys see that? We'll so this see. hasn't been anything. That's, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some juice that I've been getting asked about in my stream oh. as well, um, because uh, Hisu. This is like true Reddit detective shit, but yeah. oh, um, Hisu has recently removed all of the fusion branding from his Twitter account. He's just gone perfectly like back to bland, normal stuff. Yeah. He said he's still under contract with the fusion, but he's that uh, apparently he said he's allowed to explore other options by management. Um, and now he's taken off all of his fusion branding. So the the speculation, and I'm not even saying there's a rumor here. <laughs> I like I love this. There's instant reactive lower third. Kurt is a G. Um, He's leaving the fusion. The the rumor, not even the rumor, sorry, but the pure speculation from what's happening here is that perhaps Hisu would also be on his way out, maybe traded somewhere, and they'd be looking for an upgrade at the uh, at the the hit scan role. See, that is the role that people were talking about. They were yeah. like, Hisu cannot compete with the likes of the players on San Francisco Shock or the Shanghai Dragons. I feel Dragons. like, hear me out. You need I feel upgrade. like Hisu. Hear me out. Hisu is 18, mind you. I yeah. feel like he got, a bad, he got a bad rap, didn't he? Yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah, he did. did. He was the good. best Sombra in North America. Yeah. Okay, but outside of that, bro, you can't play, just lean on Sombra. You play Widowmaker to a very high level. He played Widow arguably better than Carpe did. Yeah. I, I, I'm actually a bit uh, of a Hisu, a Hisu fan. Like, I, I think he was done a little bit dirty by the, the Fusion fans. Give me a three-team trade. I no, need... Stop, Matt. <laughs> oh, yes. Here we go. Here we go. Send Hisu to Toronto so he can be with KDG again. Mm. Philadelphia then sends some cash monies. To the Paris Eternal for Exe. Mm. That's it. Oh, right. I thought oh. there was going to be some third part of the no. triangle. You haven't really created a triangle there. You just can't. Well, Toronto's got like nothing a... to trade, so I don't know what the hell yeah, they would do. Yeah, I mean, there's I, nothing I that, they, have, they have nobody to give well, away. They, since... could, they could. They could send logics, actually, over to Paris. Well, I mean, in theory. Paris, in theory, in theory yeah. like that would almost be a better role for every one of those players. I mean, that, maybe that not. In theory, depends what Toronto would look like, but Logic yeah. might fit more. XC to Philly would be uh, if Philly is in a win mode still with uh, picking up Mono. It seems like that would be the case. XC okay, so would that's be. A good uh, bar. That's a good bar. Okay, would you rather have Hisu or Exe? Because I have a clear cut answer in my head. I think they fulfill very different roles. I think Hisu complements Carpe more than Exe does. Yeah, but if you want like a starter level of hits, just a here. starter, I would go with Exe. See, so would I. But that's not what we're asking here. We are asking who's there to compliment Carpe. Because it seems in, of incredibly unlikely they're moving away from Carpe. He's their franchise player. Even though they've had, I would say, 
there have been problems with his play style before, and it's part of the reason that Philia play that so individualistically. They're not going to get rid of him. So really, the the question is, if you're picking up another hitscan player, who works best alongside yeah. Carpe? Why like, not? Can we just what, speculate that what, what about his if buddy, they get rid of Carpe? Like, what, what if they send him to, DM? like, Soul? Like, trade trade Carpe for Fitz. No? Fusion Carpe fans would and be, Profit? Fusion, Fusion fans, Fusion fans, fans would, would be molded. But I, I think that might even be... That might even be a good trade, but Fusion fans would flip. Yeah. Philly would never do that. Uh, look I don't at, think so. They, they view, the way I think they view Carpe is the way that the Justice now view Decay. Like, you have one of those players who uh, everybody in the league, like, loves, like, via fans. Uh, other players in the league really like Carpe. Uh you know, one of the reasons I assume Fury probably decided to go to Philly was because of Carpe, right? Probably. Uh, I don't think you're, you want to get rid of somebody who's like the face of franchise, face of the league type potential. I think you, you, you do exactly what the Dallas you didn't do is you figure out a way to make it work with that player. Uh, you, you don't, you don't replace that player. So uh, he's who I think will, I don't know. I, I think I think if you were Philly, I would kind of side with Johnny, where I would say you would want like a player like XC. I, I don't know. I I like I like Hisu a lot. I'm a I'm a oh, big I fan mean, of him. I feel like he he feels uh, in some cases a very niche role, but he played Widowmaker to a very high level, and I think Widowmaker what? will always be some sort of meta in some form or another. Um, the, it's he's a good player. I I, I find this a little bit of an odd move. Well, um, I think it's I think it's just who who can Nanke coach the best. I what if uh, that's, uh, that's the, fair? That's fair. At the end of the day, if I was genuinely in the position of the GM with Nanke, I would not really pay that much attention to who had prior results. I'd say we need someone mega coachable alongside Carpe so that even if our work with Carpe fails, we have someone who we can mold to play the right style for the team no matter what, Here, even if they're not a Carpe-level player. Here's an interesting thing. Uh, I believe uh, we checked the uh, free agency thing a while ago, so uh, I believe that BQB is a free agent. Uh, what if you put Hisu back with Yaki and Gangnam Jin and put him on Florida? Uh, yeah, I think that would be really good, actually. Because, uh, what, we just saw they, they were on the runaway team, right? Was Kuki the coach of that team as well? No, I don't think so. No, he was playing on Valley at the time, wasn't he? Yeah, I think so. Uh, okay. He may have but, done a short stint coaching for I them, think he did I, do a short stint, yes. Are uh, you reading but, the Liquipedia, Matt? No. Uh, okay, <laughs> he wasn't runaway for four months. Oh, uh, was he? Yeah, he okay. was. Yeah, good. Uh, uh, that could be a spot where Hisu could end up. Yeah. It is. I think uh, I think that would also be a good move for Hisu. Like individually, I think Philly's a good place, but the problem with being on Philly for your personal career is that you're always going to be blamed over Carpe. Like you're never going to be that run, guy. Oh yeah, no! But also, I, I feel like there's quite a bit negative of a vibe like around Carpe these days. Just from us. I feel like I feel like Fusion fans are like no. starting to get the Carpe, where they're like, "Hey, is this really the guy?" Maybe a uh, tiny bit, but during the season and and during the playoffs, do you remember the game where he lost and oh. uh, Carpe wasn't in? And all of the fans, every casual fan was just saying, 
why don't you run Carpe? He's your star player. Yeah. Why aren't you running him? And it was a somber meta, as far as I can remember, as well. And they were like, why isn't Carpe in? Why isn't Carpe yeah. in? It doesn't make any yeah. sense. Why are you running Hisu? Like, there's just so much negativity around it if you fail. And if you succeed, people are, yeah, I don't know. I it's, feel like it's people a weird come around spot to it. I liked he Ivy and Hisu uh, DPS duo. I, th I feel like people will come around to the idea that maybe we should, you know, come down with Carpe a little bit, you know? Like, he he's still really good. He can have his moments. And also, about Hisu, I, I think that he has tons of potential. I'm not disagreeing with Bren here that Hisu is a bad player. No, no, or, no well, a good player. Not by any means. Like, I, don't, I think Hisu is a great prodigy within the league. But when you look at the other moves the Philadelphia Fusion are making, where they're like, hey, uh, yeah, we're going to uh, sign Mono to complement Soto. Like, they're trying to invest in talent here that is proven and at a championship level, right? Hisu, I think, has to make another step up to really compete with the highest of highs and become a champion within the Overwatch League. He could make that step. He's 18, showed great promise, could show more than Sombra, could like upgrade this with a maker to like, unreal levels. He could do it. But going into next season, you would have to bet on him being able to do that in the first place. So, you know, pick your poison. Do you want to right, sign sure. an established player yeah. or sign a prodigy that has to step up coming into the next season? You ready? Mm -hmm. Yep. Next topic. I gotta say, if you in in twenty years, if people want to understand the, the effects of the quarantine on the mental, go back and watch our first episode from when we started this quarantine process uh -huh. to now. We've all yeah. lost it. I feel like That's I've true. matured fifty years. You think? In like what a ways? fine, like a fine wine. <laughs> I've gone, I've gone through I've gone through my character development at a streamlined rate. I feel like I've matured as I dyed my hair and wear a, a, a diva dad hat. Yep. <laughs> Lighting candles at the plasma cutter. Well, the, the, I don't know. Mature was the wrong word, I think. But, you know, like you, you go Aged. through you go through some experiences that change you. And I feel like this this has been one of them. But we're not going to get onto that topic because we're going to talk about Sure4 taking a break from the game instead. Sure4... One of the most popular players, I think, if not the most popular player in the Overwatch League, taking a break from the game. Notice he didn't say retire. They're taking a break. Um, Lane Roberts, you know, he's a, he's a good lad, you know. Me and him, yeah. we've had some beef in the past. I was in the wrong. I buried the hatchet with him. Um, that was a long time ago now, you know. Was that the whole King's Row Hanso drama about passive playstyle? I was, yeah, I was, no, I I was backing my man, man Josh. Oh, it was. It was Josh who called him out, or not called him out, but he just made a, made a procl approx approximation, oh, you know? Oh, jeez. Called yeah, him a passive we're player. We're living in the past over here. Our golden days are over. We're living in the past, talking about yeah. good times. So next yeah. to lived in our apartment and stuff like that. I, oh, I, oh well. I decided, you know, man's backing, as you do, and decided to come at the jugular for, for Lane Roberts. <laughs> I got assaulted by a pack of weebs through social media. <laughs> a um, pack of weebs. And then later on at the grand finals, I, I personally apologized to him because, uh, yeah, I, um, was, I was tweeting some whack shit back then. Don't know what my headspace was looking like, but it wasn't good. Uh, but yeah, he he's taking a break. Um, this I think is honestly pretty smart. Like if he said his his uh, this seat, you know, the past three years has been quite a lot. His mental state hasn't been fantastic because of it. Um, recently, he's been playing games with like Soda Pop and a bunch of other uh, yep. streamers. He's been moon, getting moon. into that group. Moon, I think moon, Soda, yeah. I think he's the kind of player that could roll back around maybe in like a couple of years if he feels like competing again. Some players get that competitive drive back and they want to yep. play again. And he, I think he's one of those players that would be warmly received. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, he's 
a great personality for the scene. I remember when I was first getting into uh, Overwatch, he was like one of the kind of big known players that uh, really at the start of the game, I think kind of uh, shaped people's view of it from like the outside the Overwatch scene. Uh, and, and I think now, you know, it's been a long road for sure for her, right? Like uh, tons of ups and downs along the way. Uh, just probably needs some time, uh, some time for himself, where uh, I think like you mentioned, Bren, I would not be surprised if we turn around, you know, a year or two or whenever Overwatch 2 comes out, you know, three months before that, Surefor starts playing again and kind of gets back in the groove and a team takes a chance on him. Uh, this is Definitely. the type of player that uh, somebody will, if he wants to, uh, bring him in and give him a chance again. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. He's, uh... he's skilled. He's crazy skilled, isn't he? And it's not just at this game. It's just that, like... Games Everything. in general, yeah, sure. for is very skilled. And so he'll make a great streamer as well. Like, even if he never wants to play competitively again, he'll be a, uh, he'll be a popular streamer. He'll be able to get away with doing that for the rest of his, you know, foreseeable career at least. <clears throat> and then yeah. if he wants to come back, he totally will. You're not going to be... I always think about... Well, I say I always think about it. The, the later we go through the Overwatch lifespan, the more I think Shofor is a great role player on a team. Like, you get him in the role where he's most comfortable and he's going to get you big results from that role. He's not going to... You're not going to build an entire roster around him. You're not going to put him as the star player on your team. But that just makes it even better if he wants to come back later on. Because I think he's got the smarts to, and the skill to be able to just fit back in in the same roles that he was playing now or on a different one if he wants to, and he'll still be able to perform at the top level. I'm just really happy for him. I, I think that's my primary feeling when I read this. I was like, yeah... You know, it kind of sucks because he's a great player and all that. But it did seem like this year his mental went, went a bit like down in dumps. Like he didn't enjoy playing as much. And he's been having a really successful stream. Uh -huh. Like like really good content. Like it's been really good for him. So I'm most of all just happy that now he gets more spare time. And doesn't have to think about the Overwatch League like in the back of your mind. Like, hey, I gotta practice with my team. I gotta make a stream schedule and like all that. Now we can just focus on what he loves doing the most, which is streaming. And he's been really successful at it. He's been having so much fun doing this like Project 30 World of Warcraft thing with Moon Moon and Soda Poppin and all that. Like, I'm just happy for the guy. I, I really am. Because it seems like he really enjoys streaming and having his community and stuff. And now he can dedicate himself to that fully. So I'm, I'm really happy for the guy. From the career point of view... <laughs> I actually think that Shofar's stock will be higher if he returns in a year or two from now Probably. than if, than if he was trying to get a team right now. Like, because yeah. the, the likelihood of his stream increasing and him being like the, the hype of him returning, if he actually wants to a year or two from now, people will want to pick him up because it'll be such a big publicity move. It, Whereas right so, now, his stock's almost at the lowest point that it's been in terms of being an Overwatch player. But if he returns, everyone will forget that completely. It's crazy to so, say that, though. I mean, he's, he does have the highest, I think, social media following across all platforms. Yeah, you, he's super popular. It, it, really it makes popular. sense, though. Uh, think about whenever we see a game release, there's always, like, one or two streamers that like blow up with that game right mm -hmm. uh if surefort is able to kind of keep his stream base going and uh which which it definitely will and it'll grow you know collabing with different people uh when overwatch 2 comes and there's like a big just boost of viewership and interest in the scene and he is playing at you know the quality we know he can play uh he's in a prime position to have his stream blow up even further uh right 
uh, yeah. to where uh, you think about how some other people uh, think about when Overwatch originally came out, right? Like somebody like Moon Moon's stream really kind of like popped off uh, with Overwatch. Uh, Sherpoor puts himself in that position. I think uh, I agree with Josh, where if he wanted to come back as a specialist at that time, his stock would even be higher. And I hell, think a part of... The, well, sorry, I was going to say, hell, he might even be better at the game because if Overwatch yeah. 2 changes things significantly, say they do something weird, like they remove all shields from the game and now the game plays very differently. More right? heroes. Johnny yeah. just had a bloody I know, panic attack. Say they do something big like that and the game changes fundamentally. Surefour is one of those players that pops off with new games. Yeah. When 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 people haven't learned how to play a game properly, Surefour is really fast at being able to pick up on like the key oh. things and hammer them home. He might even be better at the beginning of Overwatch 2 than he if is they, uh, now at Overwatch, as crazy yeah. as that sounds. Absolutely. If they upped like the uh, the rate in which they release heroes, right, and the game's constantly changing more, like he would be a player who would be able to pick up, adapt, you know, play on the fly, do that type of stuff. So... Uh, I completely agree. I also think it's got to be tough for him going from a Gladiators team that was extremely competitive uh, over to Toronto, where there was zero chance of them being competitive really this year. Yeah. Uh, that's for somebody who's been around the scene for a while and who has always kind of competed at the top of North American Overwatch, uh, Overwatch League as well, uh, to go and kind of whittle away probably would have felt like on the toronto bench had to be brutal on the mental for him yeah. all right well we wish him the best hope he's happy yeah and there's uh, also but as we move on there's actually a couple of other people who have uh, retired put in their retirement stuff yeah that i just wanted to mention we haven't got them in the run of show but uh nevix Jonathan's great Swedish. No, I, I didn't list this topic for a reason. I, I, oh. I refuse to acknowledge this. I, I do not want to talk about it. You live it. in denial? I, it's, yeah, denial. It's not. He's going to play in contenders for a bit, right? And then I'll be right back in the, in the big leagues. Yeah, that's, yeah. I don't think he, so. Yeah, Nevix didn't have a great showing last year, did he? Uh, it's no. unfortunate because he is a talented get, player. Um, he yeah, is a talented I think there player. was a lot of hype too with Nevix being like a starter and then it just never... It's, it's hard though because the the entire team that he was on was kind of. Uh, I'm yeah, Mavix was actually good at the start of the year. Like, you know, like yeah, the initial like games with Toronto Defiant, like he was actually popping off, quite frankly. So you know, I I I I, I was okay. I was a big reason why Nevix was overhyped. You know, I admit sometimes i might have you know ran the swedish brand a bit too far and that affected the expectation for him but it did play well and it was also true that when sigma came out he like like introduced choyobin to sigma and like got him up to speed etc so like nevix was still a great player but you know toronto defiant not the greatest of years so i'm not gonna sell my nevix stocks just yet and I don't think that they are in the dumps for everyone asking. If you're still invested in Nevix Incorporated, don't worry yeah. about it. It might come back. He might play some Overwatch yeah. 2 as well. Who knows? He, so, he, did, um, he did deliberately say, I'm not saying I'm retiring forever. He's yeah. just focusing on different things at the moment because he was... Yeah. He, he See, just I should have said that too. I should have said that. Good. Damn it. So from from yeah from the twit longer he is leaving it open ended and I there's a lot of these players that are retiring and I see fans going crazy over it but it would not shock me in the slightest for to see a lot of returning players for Overwatch two uh, when that game eventually releases because 
I think it's just going to generate a fuck ton of hype. People are going to want to play it. They might reinvigorate something in themselves. I mean, Nevik says in here that, you know, motivation dipped. There was a bunch of challenges throughout the season when he was on the Toronto Defiant. Like, it was good yeah. to begin with, but it it dropped. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it, 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 I think a change of pace, you know, you know, concatenate on that number two at the end of Overwatch, and suddenly things might be looking a little bit uh, a little bit you, better. You know what I mean? You'll see a lot of the players that I even think retired uh, come back Combined. with Overwatch yeah, too. I think so. Absolutely. I think oh, uh, for sure. a lot of these players still love the game. They just, uh, it just needs a little bit of new life, a little bit of energy into it, right? Uh, yeah. So, And you need a break. Like if yeah. shit's been going badly, you don't just want to keep grinding forever. Well, you, want, yeah. you want that refresh, that mental <laughs> break, and then you can return with a lot more energy. Now would be the time to have a break. Like, uh, if, if you felt like you needed to, now would be the time to be like, hey, you know, let me kind of get everything in order. So when the new game releases, whenever that is, hopefully we get some news at BlizzCon line that uh, uh, you can come back strong. Well, what are you laughing at, Josh? I'm not laughing. I'm crying because I just choked on a chip. Oh, <laughs> well, you got to chew. It was uh, a Pringles any... chip, right? Pringles chips would never do that to you. Were there any other no, retirements that we missed or well, like breaks being taken? Yeah, the other big one is slightly different. It's actually the entire Element Mystic organization mm -hmm. is, um, sure. is disappearing. And I just wanted to quickly touch on that as well because the, the Element Mystic org has been... It's been like my personal favorite organization to follow within Korean contenders at the like Agreed. tier two level. They've always put up really solid players. I mean, I'm just going to pull up the Liquipedia page and read out some of the players that they've, they've produced. It has been, I mean, it's been better than Runaway in terms of creating top level talent over and over again. At least I believe that. You, you know, you've got people like, People like Happy, Guard, Jexa, Pogpo, Daco, Repel, Sparkle, Hanbin, Exe, Doha. Uh, you've got uh, Unique, Alpha, MCD, uh, Unique. Wait, no. Yeah, Unique is on here somewhere, isn't he? Yes, he is. You've already said Unique. Oh, did I already say Unique? Yeah, I meant yeah. to say MCD then as well. Uh, and just a, a, a bunch of other people as well. Yeah. I mean, Fearless as well is the other big example that I forgot to mention there. It's, I... it's been an incredibly good organization within korean contenders very well structured always great at being able to find talent develop talent mm -hmm. make them really good and it's really unfortunate that this organization is taking a break next year it, it's it's i mean obviously this is covid induced isn't it like this is i would imagine i don't know whether I mean, they it, said the, the, that. The, with the coinciding of it all i mean i think i think this is like it makes sense to put everything on on mm. hold right you know, pause for a little bit, maybe yeah, I, I agree. look yeah, for, for better sure. prospects in the future. Um, and, uh, you know, some companies, I don't even know, like, Elon Mystic, are they an actual organization? Like, what, how no. many people are behind this kind of, this kind of org? Because yeah, if yeah, it is... It's a, uh, it's a pretty big organization. They have uh, other teams as they, well. They do have other teams, but I'm, I, I just want to say that there's a lot of teams, a lot of kind of organizations that pop up in, <clears throat> in Korea as a region. And they, because they have success in one game, that allows them to allocate resources into other games. And it is uh, often with enough hard work, you can manage a, quite a small management team, but still manage teams in other games um, mm -hmm. and across games. But, you know, it, it, it all depends on. Uh, so there's the staff. Yeah. Um, I mean, it seems like quite a small team, honestly, yeah. all things considered. Yeah. yeah so. I mean, uh, you, you don't really know uh, kind of uh, what happened uh, with the org, but. Uh, yeah, could be could be uh, 
kind of COVID related could not also be COVID related. Uh, yeah, as we've seen, just, some... or I mean, it could be a mixture of factors, right? If we don't know. Yeah, because because so, there's a, a a large number of uh, investment and just uh, money being spent on teams in esports still, even through COVID. Uh, yeah. yeah. You look at uh, what Immortals the other day. They announced a twenty-five million dollar investment. Uh, Hundred Thieves. They they purchase a Call of Duty spot. So there is still money on the team side coming in in a big way. Uh, it just maybe not as spread out as it once was, right? Uh, maybe it's more condensed on some of the teams that have the uh, franchise slots and everything mm. already in place. So, and this is just a one-year hiatus as well, according to Swing Chip, who does a lot of good Korean um, translations within the Overwatch League and co contenders. Um, she translated the the announcement that was put out by Element Mystic, and if you go down to like part four, they said that they would be taking a one year break in 2021, and they'll prepare to make their return afterwards. So, again, we I don't know really the reason why, but they are aiming to return afterwards, yeah. um, and they might even keep the same rosters together in the I meantime, mean, this... just not <clears throat> on the same org. Yeah. The the way this coincides, I mean, it just looks like it has been spurned on from covid right i mean they yeah. haven't said it but it, it just seems mm -hmm. like it um even if it's not yeah it is it is unfortunate but you know at least they're returning at the end of the day um yeah in, in a certain amount of time and it is yeah there's a lot of history with with that organization in, in general just across the board yeah they're awesome well done josh good job bringing that up can you smell this candle kurt no unfortunately Fucking, dude i, can't I think smell it, I, i'm not a candle expert but i do think Darn Don't sniff the flame. Right so it it is I, a big room. You're in you know? a huge open... It's not even a room. It's the entirety of the downstairs of your but literal mansion. Within the vicinity, I would be able to smell something. I mean, I, dude, I don't know. I don't know. Um, what's next on the list? Fearless. Fearless, fearless, fearless. Moving over to the Dallas Fuel. What a move. Money-making moves, baby. You know, the Shanghai Dragons actually delved... Uh, they delved a little bit deeper. They did a little bit of yeah. a Q&A. They said Fearless wasn't for sale, wasn't for trade. They wanted to keep him on. But Fearless um, came to the organization, came to Shanghai Dragons and said, I, I want you to... I, I want the option to be available to them. I he said he wanted to play for the Dallas Fuel. And, uh, and as soon as that happened... The floodgates kind of opened. People realized that Fearless was up for offer. A lot of offers were moving around, apparently. This is, this is all coming from the Shanghai Dragons. Um, but Fearless wanted to play on Dallas Fuel because, let's face it, Dallas Fuel looking like a super team next year. This is a crazy Q&A. This is to just, madness. To just read out as well. I've, I've put the link in the chat. But it's, it's like a mental... It's a bit of a behind-the-scenes look on sometimes how these things can happen, even when they're not intended to happen at all. Dallas reaches out to the Shanghai Dragons and says, hey, are you interested in selling Fearless this season? They say, no, we're not open to trade him. He's incredible. And then they, they tell the player, oh, Dallas reached out to you, but we don't want to trade you. We think you're really good. And Fearless is like, well, actually, guys, that's that sounds kind of good. And all of my other Element Mystic buddies, I've already done an incredible job this season. That actually sounds really cool. And then for Fearless to get a better offer... They didn't increase the transfer fee very much and even dismissed other higher offers for Fearless after news spread that he was open for trades. Like yep. the internal the internal leaks between the GMs, kind of information trickling out that Fearless might be open if you throw the bag at him. But he, he denies the bag and just goes over to Rush. That's crazy. I think, uh, I think this is good awesome. from the management, isn't it, as well, though? This is yeah. good PR. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, I mean... 
the fans just want to know what went on. Like this is clearly yep. a, uh, a great response. I think from Shanghai, I think this is, I, I've kind of gone back and forth on this move. I, I, I like it for Dallas. They need obviously a tank. I don't mind it for Shanghai either. Uh, I think if you, if you wanted to, you sell high on fearless. Yeah. Uh, and you know Dallas is just kind of Dallas is all in. If there is a Dallas does not need to do Ooh. a little Shanghai press conference thing to tell you they are all in. They are they are calling the teams, they are throwing the bag, and they're going for it. Uh that if you're Shanghai, it's like if he wants to go and they're making a good offer, why say no? Uh I mean, I think you're yeah. you're in a position where you kind of have to at that point. I originally Surely. thought it was a terrible move for Shanghai, but having heard the reasoning behind it, I now feel like they did the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I don't want to disrespect Fearless here, but I feel like Shanghai could absolutely pick up another main tank and like fill his void. Like there are certain aspects of Fearless gameplay where he's very unique in the way he plays Winston and like how that fits into the system and how he played with his Ayaki throughout the season, right? But I feel like to a certain extent, Shanghai Dragons could still be Shanghai Dragons if they pick up another main tank that has potential. And Ooh, oh, do you, do think, you do really you think, believe do you that? Do you think the Shanghai Dragons go out the window with Fearless? Not out the window. Like, so you the piece of the roster? Of course, not out the window, but there was an observable difference when they played with Stand One, and it yeah. wasn't like Stand One was bad, but the the connection and the synergy Mate, they, was just not there in the same way. Think about the most mental reverse sweep in Overwatch history. That, that occurred between the Shanghai Dragons and Seoul Dynasty. But that the... was on Fearless alone, right? There was like two, three subs. Uh, uh, yes, no, but it was just Fearless. Well, I mean, I it was just Fearless, it? right? It came in. They were, play yeah, they were messing did. around with a lot of the other players. They... But Fearless was the the pivot point when he came into that roster. You could tell. You, if you needed one singular match to just study to see the observable difference, that would be the one, right? I mean, he literally reverse swept the Seoul uh, Dynasty in the grand finals of a tournament. I have a question here. Okay. I can answer it. Do, does this Dallas Fuel team have the the most pressure on a team that we've seen going oh into my an God. all season? My bones hurt when I look at this roster and I just think about the expectations for the, some of these players. Like, I, Holy the expectations, shit, dude. I think, now for Dallas is clearly championship or bust, right? Uh, I, th I think they're higher than a lot of teams, yeah. Well, I no, think... I, I feel like it's higher than any team we've seen going into a season. I think Philly oh, would compete. Yeah. I think Shock would compete with that that statement. Uh, I don't Shanghai think so. Shanghai to a degree. I, I think what adds to it is just how bad they've been over the first few seasons sure. and how big their fan base is. And now to actually acquire this team, it's just going to ramp that up to a thousand. Because uh, yeah. now they're expected to win. Uh Okay, they need to win. They need to. Not to win the whole. Not to win the whole thing. They're expected to be in your top three to four. Well, you've yeah, tempered three. your expectations yeah, sure. quickly, haven't you? Yeah, it has to be has to be somewhere near a podium finish. Like if we had the same yeah. like top four kind of thing that we had yeah, this year, yeah. they'd have to make it there. But I don't think you immediately have to say they have to win a championship. There's a lot no, of other like good teams. Well, I, win I as in Dallas win matches. Fans are going to expect them to win a championship. 
I think Dallas Fuel fans need to mind their fucking manners then. If they <laughs> if they get if they get unruly on Twitter because they don't win a championship, even if you buy the best team in the world, you can't guarantee a championship. You're playing against some ridiculously talented squads, but you can you can definitely say that they should be at least having the same success that Paris did this year. It should be higher than that. Oh yeah, it should be higher. Yeah. Higher even. Like Paris Eternal, they invested in some young talent and like they got some great prodigies to their roster and then they fulfilled that with uh, like potential. Like they actually like nurtured some of their players and made them great players. This is just Dallas Fuel like showing the bag and just like we're signing fantastic players and now they're expected to perform. There, yeah. there, there's like no, 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 like all of these players should be expected to perform. So there, there's no what ifs. There's no like, oh, this player, he needs to grow into his play style. He needs to grow into his hero pool. He really needs to excel like going into next year. Like, no, no, no. These are fantastic players already. Like, what are they, they missing? They, they belong now? on like a, a championship roster. They're missing a hit scan player and a main support, right? I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah. They have Fielder and Repel. Uh, and then they have uh, Doha, Sparkle, Fearless, and uh, Hanbin. Uh, yeah. Could this be a landing spot for somebody like Hisu uh, in the uh, damage dealer role? Uh, uh, playing maybe. Hit scan I don't know if that's enough. Maybe. Uh, who is this main support they have coming in? I think that'll... Uh, yeah, because uh, be a lot of people were thinking it was unique, but unique has been tweeting stuff saying that he hasn't got any offers or like Jackson said he hasn't gotten anything either. Yeah, he said yeah. something like, I mean, they're not saying they haven't got any offers, but they're saying like they were tweeting stuff like yeah. all of these opportunities are passing me by stuff like that, you know, which is like maybe they did try out, <laughs> but they didn't make it. Yeah, through, something like that. Yeah, it, I'm it sorry. is going to be I, interesting. I, I... I get anxiety when I look at this roster, there's, and I'm like, a lot what of... happens? If these boys start 0-3, what happens well, to, I like, ready comments on media? How unlikely like... is that? I don't think they're going to start 0-3. Yeah. Look at the is state it? of the rest of the league. This is going to be a top five team in NA, like, without a doubt in my mind. It's going to be top five. It, the question is, I mean, I think championship well, expectations. You think top three? No, they need to be. They absolutely must be top three. This is a shock infusion level kind of team, be, yeah. I mean, you don't know. Like, don't okay, know so the shock are still going to be good. The fusion are yeah. still going to be very good. Yeah. Uh, everything that you've heard. I think Washington be, could be good. Well, Washington yeah. we know will be good. Yeah, Every wait a second, though, about the shock, because... Oh, who knows, right? There are still some free agent players that are open to the shock that if they lost them all that would right. be a blow if for they them lost, if they lost mm. like violet super if, and moth you'd have some problems yes and even uh, if they just lose violet and moth that's problems for them everything we've heard about the gladiators looks like the gladiators are putting together a very strong team uh for yeah. this year uh sure. even stronger uh it's not it's not kind of written in stone that they'll be top five top four i think top uh, five is reasonable it's, I mean, top five is reasonable. it's top five in NA good enough for this team no it's not no they they, they yeah. want of course they want that they of course they want a the trophy they're like philadelphia you know they're, they're in search of the fucking moby dick it's uh it, it's it, it, they are going to be looking for that number one spot but if i was to set tempered reasonable expectations where anything below that mark you can be upset at assuming I mean, here's the thing. They can always add players. They can always remove players. Shit can always go wrong in a season. But I think top five would be where I'd set that bar. And because okay. they, because there's contenders in the in the league already, what we can see, I would definitely put Shock there. Philadelphia, I would put there. Washington, I would put there. Beyond that, I'm not really... Am I forgetting anybody else? 
Well, maybe gladiators, depending on yeah, um, maybe gladiators. how many of the rumors you believe and whether they come true. Yeah. I, I mean, this, yeah. All, all I know is Florida these are some big good. money moves. I think they're going to be successful. Maybe not within their own terms that they've set for themselves internally. Exactly. But it w they will be successful. They have yeah. to be successful. And I like that point you brought up, Bren. Hastro is putting fuel on the fire right here. Not to... <laughs> that was not a pun intended. Jesus. I mean, that was definitely but, metaphorical as well. But, as, but what I mean is he's li literally on Twitter just like, oh yeah, we're, here's Envy. We're going to be the champions. We're going to add a trophy. You know, we're going to become the champions of the Overwatch League. Like, this is what he's saying. Like, on the daily, on Twitter. Like, not even like as a thought in like an interview. Like, oh, you know, our vision, our goal is to sometime... In the near future, win a championship. He's literally like, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna add a th trophy. We're I gonna become the champions." That, like, yeah, but it adds additional pressure. So I agree with Bren. You look at this roster. Like, yeah, top five is reasonable. Top three should get top three. But Hastro is out there, just like pouring more gasoline on it. Like, no, we need to win. Like, we're we're a championship level team, and you you're expected to win. That's it's what we're a championship for. level organization. I mean, their Valorant team is very good. Uh, they're they're the best team in Call of Duty. Uh, they they've had success everywhere they've gone except the Overwatch League. Uh, yeah. you don't you don't make the moves they've done to be okay getting like second. Like it is clearly like a move to to become number one. Uh, I, I even think if you ask Astro, you know, at the end of the year, if you're the if you're number four in NA, are you happy with this everything? You know, probably not. Uh, you you don't spend all of this and go through all of this to be the fourth team in your region. Uh, it's just not. Just but not like he's but like he says in this tweet, the one that's actually been posted to Reddit, nothing is guaranteed. No, like, nothing. Generally, yeah. nothing is guaranteed. That's the important thing to remember if you're a fuel fan as well. You cannot genuinely buy yourself a championship if you made. The per if you had infinite money and you could buy any players and you made a super team to win the championship, you still might not. There's still actually a really good chance that you wouldn't you win the championship. Spot, though. Yeah, you put yourself in a good spot, and that's what Dallas have done. They've put themselves in a good spot, at least with the roster that they've got themselves in already. But nothing is guaranteed, especially when this season it seems more competitive than ever. Yeah, it genuinely I've, does. Like there I've seems visited, to, there seem uh, to be more teams that could win than ever before. We, we visited the, the Dallas HQ as well. And they, this is a team that... This isn't one of your teams where you're going to start hearing horror stories from the players. They're going to they're gonna treat these players right. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think that... Honestly, that does go a long way, especially considering the kind of landscape that we're looking at for next year with, uh, with, where so many players have talked about their struggles and like the motivation to play and things like that. Having a comfortable setup, like just in your day-to-day -day life, is, is, I think, quite important. And this is a team that yeah. is going to be treating their players right, which which helps them a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know actually whether they have a live like a Korean translator on board. I assume that's something else that they're going to pretty heavily invest in because that's the only reason that things would possibly yes, go wrong for sure. them at this point. Because uh, Dallas as an org really do try to keep. The thing is, though, Brent, like yeah. people are going to be listening to what you just said there and thinking, "Well, oh, but players have been fucking angry at Dallas forever." Like, they are the org that mistreats players, aren't they? But that's not the org's intention ever. That's the problems that they create through the staff and the team culture that they've made by the players that they picked up and stuff like that. The organization of Envy, as far as I can tell, treats people really well. Yeah, I think as well. the best for their players. 
I mean, that's a really good point to bring up. I think as well that the number one problem that has stemmed from the Dallas Fuel's inability to actually get good placements has come usually, and I would say actually, I think you could probably trace it back to this point almost over the entire history of the Dallas Fuel, um, which has been, maybe not the entire history, maybe not at the start, but at least in more recent years, uh, it's been the the mixed roster, the the language barrier. The, uh, the the inability to kind of make those Korean players comfortable. By removing the element of a mixed roster and going fully Korean, you, you remove one of the biggest hurdles that this organization has had. Yeah. At this point, yeah, of course, get a translator, make sure the players are comfortable. You're focusing on just one language, which makes it infinitely easier. You, you've, you've solved this problem, essentially, by, by building this team around, uh, not necessarily yeah. building it around that fact, but... Indirectly, by building one of the best teams, you've gone fully Korean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another main tank. More main tank news. Yeah. Straight from contenders. Moose. Boom, boom, boom. That's a band, right? <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Muse? No, no, no. Muse is a band. They played at BlizzCon yeah. once. That's, that's all I know. I'm, I think they're a, a boomer band. band, to be honest. Oh, I love... Uh, what the... <laughs> no! Whoa! Whoa! Whoa, I mean, Johnny, you are the most boomer man that I know at the oh, age Johnny. of 22. Whoa, whoa, he's, wearing, he's wearing a bomber what? jacket alone in a studio apartment in front of his green screen. The most boomer <laughs> man you know? You're the most young boomer I know. You are definitely more boomer than Golden Boy. Golden Boy is fucking hip. Yeah. No, 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 no. Well, no, Golden Boy is Golden Boy's big boomer. Fucking right? hip. Yeah. No, it was just birthday, bro. Come on, don't, 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 don't go. Yeah, exactly. Go. He's one year older. He's the golden boomer. Anyway, moves moving over. This, the, so, so in terms of quality main tanks moving up in the league, there's probably going to be quite a bit of pressure from the avid watchers of contenders who are now expecting moves to be for, to be performing quite well because it's one of those roles that I think you always need a solid pickup for. And uh, going to the gladiators, this is going to be filling in one of those gaps, but. As with mm. all contenders' talent, it's always a little bit of a risk, as we saw from Atlanta Rain last year. Yeah, I, but most of the time, most of the time, it's, it's good. Worked. Sure, yeah. and especially yeah. especially when you're talking about Korean talent, because their tank gameplay tends to be a lot higher than in the West. Like there aren't really that many great Western tanks, but there are a shit ton of great Korean tanks. It's uh, it's something to do with the team play or the way that like those roles are incentivized for people to pick up when they're just beginning or something. I don't know what the fuck it is, but these guys are normally nutty. And yeah. watching him play for Eternal Academy and then for WGS and stuff like that, like he's been able to put up uh, really good performances that indicate he's got a high chance of success. I would say at the overall with, with, with the way that Bird Ring played, uh, Kebster as well. Uh, we we know what space can do. Uh, this this could be a very scary team, especially uh, you know some of the rumors about the support line are true, uh, which we do not know. Yeah, uh, this could be another team that no challenges for that top four in North America. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean to 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 kind of elaborate on what the rumors are. Is that like Shu and Moth would be the support core for this team? Which oh, uh, Jesus. that would the be thing is though, good. my my issue about assuming that that's true is that if it isn't correct, Who then this yeah, like the step down there gets fairly significant. Yes, like if you want some kind of um, some kind of 
uh, support line that has top-level experience and can work with the mixed roster, your talent pool is pretty small. And so if it's not those guys, if the if the rumors are actually not correct, then it's a fairly significant blow for the Los Angeles Gladiators. Um, especially because we're not 100% sure they're going to keep hold of all of these current players either. I, there, yep. there could be a situation in which they lose... Uh, you know, one or more key pieces that they currently have. So I still don't quite know how to feel about the Gladiators. I'm, I'm waiting for the team to announce more. Who who reported Kevster to the shock? My, uh, who the fuck knows? I can't even remember uh, at this point. Yeah. Uh, that seems to sort have of broken down anyway. That? I don't, that doesn't seem true. I don't know. I, I think that this could be like the missing piece for the LA Gladiators to become like an incredible team. Because I think already this past year, I think they showed incredible promise at times. But they just seem to have so many issues in different kinds of metas, team synergy. Like, they never just ironed out some of those things. And I think OG actually had a big part in that. Not talking shit about OG as a player. I just think he wasn't a good fit for the LA Gladiators. And I'm pretty, like, firm on that position. Like, you're not going to change my mind. I think OG was, like, just didn't mesh good with that team. So I think this could be a great pickup to really enable the rest of the team to fulfill their entire potential as a team. Because I think they have some great talent on this roster. Especially if they bring in new support players. So, um... I also yeah, I love this pickup. I think it's great. There was a tweet by Deepay where he was talking about um, uh, people. People have been saying on Reddit or something that gladiators are like a perennially disappointing team. They're always letting people down. And he was like, "How are people that got this level of recency <laughs> bias? Because they they're actually a really consistent One of the best organization. Yeah, yeah, they they finished fifth in 2018 and 2019. And I like to bring this up every time as well because they over they overachieved in both of those seasons." And yeah, it's a very different roster that they head in with this year. But really, this has been the only year that, or rather 2020, was the only year in which they were genuinely disappointing. And they still finished mid-table. So uh, yeah. I, I feel pretty good about like the staff involved and the structure there. It broke down a little bit this year, but I think that was partly because of the... Um, he says all about decency bias here, which I think is a fucking excellent typo because people are just being <laughs> shitty online. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, I, I still believe in the Gladiators as long as they can get the players to fulfill that. Um, so I, I'm excited for them. If they can get the right players, I'm excited for them. I think, yeah, I agree with you. I I, uh, I think we've set the stage nicely for the, for the potential Gladiators glow-up that might be occurring here. Um, yeah. But By the yeah, way, it is I, much more difficult for them to finish top five because... The scene is getting super competitive at the top level yeah. again. So even if they did get all the right players, yeah. actually finishing top five would still be a monumental victory for them. This next piece of news, I'm only giving you a minute each to talk about. Okay. And it's Beast getting signed to the Toronto Defiant. You have a minute, Kurt's on the clock. Joshua Wilkinson, take it away. Okay, what the fuck is this? The Toronto Defiance start out by signing KDG, who's like a really well-respected coach in the scene. So I thought that they were going to make some kind of top team. I thought if they're going to be spending any money, they're probably going to be spending a lot of money. Then they keep logics, and we had that big discussion last week about, well, what the fuck is this team actually going to look like? Now they've re-signed Beast. If you're trying to win or get anywhere close to the top, Beast isn't even going to apply pressure on the bench to her main tank that can play on that kind of level. He is not a useful person to have on a team that is attempting to get to the top. So this, I have lost major confidence in where the Toronto Defiant are headed just based on this pickup because either they're wasting money or their aim is much lower than I was anticipating and it's disappointing for me. 
Uh, I just don't oh, think my. we know exactly what the rest of the roster looks like. I think if you wanted to have Beast on the team and kind of build for the future, uh, you're okay with that. Uh, I don't know if he's like your starter, though, on a team that we thought would like contend for the top. But we don't yep. know what the rest of the team is around it, so I don't think we can judge it just yet. Johnny. I don't need a minute. I just need a second. <laughs> Hashtag save KDG. That's all. <laughs> no, for real though. For real though. I, I want to know more about the inner workings of this team and like how they're thinking about it. I, I think at, at some point, you, I, I often like to give teams the benefit of the doubt. This looks really bad on paper. I'm not going to lie. I don't, I'm not a fan of this move at all. Um, but I do want to hear what either KDG has to say about it, what, you know, their higher staff has to say about it, and what the reasoning is. Because quite frankly, it's a very odd move. I do not agree with it, but mm -hmm. I want to hear their take on the matter. Like, I don't want to sit yeah. here and just poo all over this move without <laughs> knowing the reasons. So, like, if they were like, yeah, we're going to win, we believe in Beast, he can be like one of the best main tanks in the league, Sorry, I would have gone on here and like sort time of poo, to poo. you. I, uh, time to poo. It's time <laughs> I, to take a massive shit on that take. I'm but looking at this. as it stands, I want to I wanna know what's going on here. I want yeah. more information. I, I'm looking at this with a bit of a different light because we've been wrong about some of these players joining teams in the past. Namely, the one that comes to mind, which is not similar to this because I think it... Oh, kind of similar. Ben Best on the Paris Fuel. Paris Fuel. That's Paris that's Fuel. Like, that's like... <laughs> That's a good comparison. That's a I great think, comparison, Brad. I think that's an apt comparison to what we're looking at here. This is a player yeah. that we... Ben Best was a player we didn't have uh, faith in. I think I said Paris Fuel because a lot of the Paris Eternal players moved to the Fuel. Uh, yeah, but yeah, the, yeah, Paris uh, Fuel. That makes a lot of sense. The, um, I think this is a similar comparison, although I have less faith in the coaching staff to coach up these players compared to Russian 9K. Um, compared to, you know that team back then still i do want to add that little caveat because you never know what might happen in this league you know you don't know um we've had some crazy results come out of thin air from some teams that being said i also wouldn't be surprised if the organization of toronto defiant had looked at the last year um or the year where they've got you know they've got sure for one of the most popular canadian players they've got agilities really good really popular canadian player again and they're like yes this is how we gain some traction, the fans in the Canadian market. There's a go to plan. They end up retooling the roster and suddenly there's a change in plan around the off-season time where maybe the initial plan was, okay, we're going to go high. We're going to try and build a team that's actually going to be winning. KDG yeah, they tweeted in, that they wanted to win. Exactly. They're going to go hard. But sometimes you've got to pivot based off of stuff. And this can happen quick. In off-season last year, there were moves happening all the time. There were certain GMs, I'm not going to name any names, but they were not sleeping much because they had to be up at all points of the day and night because there were moves being made at every single time zone. So yeah, if you want to build a US winning roster, Korea, you have to stay alive all the time. You literally have to be awake at all time. It's hard to build a winning roster in the off season. So I wouldn't be surprised as well if the organization had now pivoted on this and they're like, oh, fuck. Okay, well, what's our game plan here? We need something to maybe tie back because one of the major concerns I saw in the, I think there's, there's kind of layers to the community in the Overwatch League. You've got the hardcore audience who are going to be fans of, of specific teams. And then you've got the casual Overwatch League audience, which is something that we don't talk about a lot. But we, there's, Overwatch League has a big casual fan base. And 
I noticed on social media through like Instagram stuff that a lot of, I guess, the very casual surface level fans that maybe just followed a one team because of the geolocation aspect, they were not pleased with Toronto dropping all of their players moving into this year. Mm. This this was a move that lost a lot of fans. So I wonder if this is a move with them trying to regain some of these fans back by signing some of the old players. Yeah. That's why I say, though, best case scenario, this is just disappointing because it means that they're going for yeah. something that isn't winning. Yeah, but... Uh, also, yeah. We, we probably shouldn't base KDG's performance this year because I've hyped him up now. I've been like, yeah, KDG is a fantastic coach. Well, I've, I've only heard good things about analytics. it. What? I've only heard good things about KDG. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. So I'm like, yeah. okay, well, if Toronto Defiant does not win this year and they don't build a sexiest roster ever, maybe let's just not blame KDG as much for that unless we hear him. Yeah, I mean, the org is the one why, that decides so. how much money and stuff is involved. Absolutely, so. yeah. yeah. We don't so know the I'm just defending my boy, okay? Yeah. I'm, I'm his guardian. <laughs> this next segment is a good one. So we're all going to go around. We're going to take turns, starting with you, Matt. And we're going to say... I think who was this you, Johnny, who came up with this? No. Was this who was it who came up with this? I came up with it. Kurt, you came up. Yeah. This is a good. I like this segment. <laughs> what is going to be announced right after we end the show? <laughs> Matt, start yeah. with you. Hmm. I was like, ah, uh, maybe moth to the gladiators, but I feel like that. Uh, that may be something that like could happen. So I, I kind of want to go outside the box. Okay. Violet <laughs> to the Guangzhou charge. God, God wow. I mean, if that comes true, fantastic. Out of the park pick. Violet wow. to the Guangzhou charge. Wow. Matt, what about you? Sorry, you've already gone. I don't know why I said Matt. Violet to the Guangzhou charge. <laughs> My brain turned off. Johnny, what about you? Um. Oh shoot! I need to think of something. God damn it, Josh, go first. Uh, My brain is. Johnny's bad. been following the offseason moves uh, okay. diligently. Almost always, we're getting boomed by Dallas. Mm -hmm. It seems like Dallas. Uh -huh. Isn't that what happened the last two times? Oh no, we got Mano to we Mano, got Mano to, Mano Philly to Philly last time. Yeah, so so what I'm thinking is it's been Dallas and it's been New York that have been fucking us around. So I'm gonna combine the two and say <laughs> it was Mandu to Dallas. <laughs> Mandu, what I the... love Mandu. I don't know why. Didn't they re they release I Mandu? Love Mandu. Uh, did they? I yeah. No, that. wait. Did they? Yeah. I can't even remember that. Okay, well, fuck it. We'll go oh, for yeah, Animo. Yeah, I don't know. Him a week ago. Okay, so yeah, we'll go for yeah, maybe, maybe Mandu or maybe Animo since he's still on the team. Libero to Dallas. I'm gonna go with some kind of New York to Dallas trade. I don't know how specific mm. I have to be on that. Oh, mm, you know, yeah. There's some interesting things there with New York Excelsior. Here's I'm mine. gonna go. Okay, <laughs> Sorry, go Johnny, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, I'm, I'm going to say this. I think the Shanghai Dragons. They've already scouted the scene for potential main tanks. I think it was pretty clear-cut who they would actually pick up in this regard. There are a few obvious choices that come to mind immediately when you think of main tanks that could be available for a trade right now. Um, I think this very afternoon, after we recorded this, uh, they will be announcing that um, Fisher is going to be the main tank for the <laughs> Shanghai Dragons next year. 
God, that would be incredible. I would love that. I would love it. Arc. That would be such incredible redemption arc. Here we go. All right, let's hear it. Here we go. Nero. Okay. Oh. Yeah. To the Atlanta rain. Who do, I, who do Atlanta still have? I've honestly I've they, forgotten they have about a, that. They have, they have a whole team. Uh, they have a uh, sharp, uh, sharp Edison, Gator, Hawk, Iris, and Massa. Right, Nero. That's a Atlanta good. Rain. That's good. That's good, Ren. Okay. What about wow. Nero to a team like uh, Houston? Nero, Atlanta Houston rain. Would be it's Atlanta good. rain. It's gonna get we announced right when we finish. From Houston in a while. It's yeah. going to get announced. I, I, you know, I've just got a feeling in the bones. I read the tea leaves this morning. I had two cup of tea actually, mm. so I'm I'm doubly sure. Um, yeah, that's what I'm going with. To be honest. Okay. Jake to contenders coaching. Mm. <laughs> Ooh. He's already just announced it today that he's looking to coach oh. contenders people during the off season. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> There you go. That's like, uh, Honestly, yeah. Honestly, Jake could play in the league next year. If yeah, he, wanted he to. could yep. play this past year. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, I agree with that. All right. That was a fun little segment. Good job, Kurt. Yeah. Uh, Good job, Kurt. Let's go on to the final Good segment job, of the show, everybody. Oh, it's Wednesday Player of the Week. Was it by T-Mobile? Run a, run a clip. Run a clip. Yes. Solid. Yes. Sweet. It's Bren's Player of the Week presented by T-Mobile. Today, my Player of the Week award goes to a very special lad. Someone who I believe has won it in the past, although I can't remember because I don't really know who I give this award out to. It just kind of fades in and out of the ether. And it's going to go to the one, to the only... Jeff Kaplan from the Overwatch League dev team because it was his birthday a couple of days ago. Oh, Happy birthday, Jeff. Uh, I don't think birthday. you it to Jeff. We, we, were little, we were a little bit late with this announcement. I think his birthday was like six days ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, but, it was a few days ago. But uh, happy birthday, you know. We love and appreciate everything you do for the game. And uh, Overwatch... Would uh, I, I'm just gonna come out and say it, you know? Wouldn't be half the game without you. So, uh, uh, you know, let's all In sing "Happy case, Birthday" to Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, normally, when people say that, it's a bit of bullshit, really, isn't yeah. it? In this case, it's just literally a fact. Overwatch it wouldn't be wouldn't be Overwatch without it's it. Pretty true. <laughs> yeah. Yep, it's true. So it goes. Jeff, uh, uh, he. Well, what I think people don't realize, or uh, I think it's. You, you you see like a, a developer, you see somebody in the public, and then you kind of like wonder what they're like uh, just outside of that spotlight. Jeff is the exact same person. Uh, yep. The exact same lovable guy you see on like videos is it's the It's astounding, exact... actually. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, you never want to disappoint him. He's always just the nicest, uh, the nicest guy. I mean, I remember when I first started... Uh, doing stuff with uh, Blizzard and Overwatch League. Uh, really, like, one of the first... Uh, I mean, literally, like, the third person who moved uh, to LA uh, for the league with, like, Monty and Doa. Uh, 
Jeff was just always, always wanted to be like involved. Always like whenever I saw him, just asked how I was doing. Like knew mm -hmm. knew did the research of like knowing I did Call of Duty in the past. Like asking me about that. Like just talking about other games we played. Uh, he's just uh, he's an awesome person to just be around. Uh, everybody loves being around Jeff. He's the guy. Uh, yeah. He's the, the dude. Overwatch community is so just the gaming community is just so yeah. lucky to have somebody like Jeff. The Big Lebowski. What? <laughs> Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski. That's, that's sure. really not similar to Jeff's personality. He's the dude. At all, no, he's, it's not. But he's, you know, he's a nice enough guy. Always shakes my hand whenever I come into the Blizzard office. You know, always willing to give the time of day to anybody. So he's a he nice is, yeah. guy. Yeah. No, he's genuinely lovely. It instantly makes you feel at ease as well. He's he's a very good guy. Also, I've heard that he's just locked in an underground bunker, furiously <laughs> typing away with his fingers and his toes as they work towards the next patches and work towards Overwatch 2. That's why you haven't seen him in a while. He's just been locked yeah. away, furiously typing, yeah. working with thousands of monkeys on thousands of keyboards, trying to what? all write Trying to all write code. That's, if you that's think how it about works, it, Jonathan. That's how game design works. If you, if you think about it, though. It's easier to write than Shakespeare. Well, okay, I'm the boomer. I wouldn't get it. Maybe you know. Maybe you know it, how the, eventually, the, yeah. eventually, if you put enough monkeys in, an, in a big enough room and get them going forever, they would eventually code Overwatch. Oh. Yes, yes. Given infinite time and given infinitely <sighs> immortal monkeys doing random patterns and, and some way to compile and execute the code and maybe run bug tests and patches. <laughs> this is one of the five dumbest conversations. No, but actually, wasn't there, wasn't there, wasn't there, wasn't there evidence to suggest that it, uh, monkeys would not write Shakespeare given enough time? Uh, yeah, the heat death of the universe would come first. Yeah. Right. So, there so literally isn't time. enough time in the universe in order to produce that because it would just, uh, the random patterns are, it would have to be so, it's, it's so line. unlikely. So let's assume that we find a way to reverse entropy. Um, in that case, yeah. all of these things are possible. Mm, anything's possible. It's also, mm, yeah. yeah. And here's I where you can find us on believe, Twitter if you want more dumb shit like this. I firmly <laughs> believe that we're going to be able to reverse entropy. Not not anytime soon, but maybe in like a, a billion years. Do you realize do you realize what that would do? Sorry? Do you realize what that would do? Just crushing the laws of thermodynamics. We can invent our own physics, Josh. <laughs> At some point, we'll be able to bend the rules to our own whim. All right, listen, Brent, just put on the fucking propeller hat already. We'll be able yeah. to play God. That <laughs> okay. reminds me of that picture. You know, of the guy that just has the windmill in his own brain. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, that's how he's working. It's just he the waterfall. It might be possible. Shungite rocks, Brent, and just think <laughs> of these conspiracies. What's that bloke's name? Mr. Cox, Dr. Cox? David and Brian Cox. Brian Cox, yeah. I feel like I could do a good so Brian. No, that's me. What, yeah. I, what is this here? I like the, the water wheel going out of his mouth. That's me. Yeah, water's drawing. Brent. Little tree going out with the <laughs> eyebrow. At least it sounds just animal. Yeah. We should do two of these a week. What? We should do another episode a week. Bro, I don't have time for that. I'm a busy guy. I got shit on. <laughs> What are you doing? We'll just force Brent yeah. to do it. I mean, force me to do it. You can't force the, me to the do it. The off season is kind of it's in, it's in a simmering state at the moment. 
Yeah. There's like some big pop-off announcements, and it's just the just bubbling up announcements. I feel like, every we're, I feel like we're getting close to like you know when there's like there's one announcement every off season to just kind of like spirals a billion announcements after it. Like everybody's just kind of waiting on like one shoe to drop, and then everybody like kind of opens up the floodgates. I feel like we're getting close to that. Yeah, could be around the corner. I feel like we're getting close to that type of. No, I don't want to say like a shit show announcement, but like one that just kind of just listen, just goes crazy. Putting an end to the podcast. Okay. Okay. Uh, thanks for watching, everybody. Okay. Episode 60 um, of, the, uh, of the, the, the show known as Plat Chat Overwatch. Um, you, can, you can like the video if you enjoyed it. Um, you can leave a comment if you enjoyed it. Maybe tell us what your, what your favorite color is, actually. That'll be a nice comment. Um, okay. And we'll see, you, we'll see you soon, actually. We'll see you soon. Remember the sub-tournament? That's on the 17th of November. You can sign up in our own discords if you want to play in that one. That's going to be on the 17th of November when it's taking place. Casters TBA. That means to be announced, if you don't know. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. The, ca the, cash the Kashmir Jasmine candle. Kurt, I... You know, it's okay. I think in a, in a, in a single room would be alright. Mm. That's good to hear. Yeah. Rating out of 10? It's, it's more oh. of a... It's more of a... This is definitely more of a bath um, candle. Oh... Yeah, like a, this is this is you set it by the side of your bath and you, you run a hot water and you're taking a nice bubble bath. This is definitely one of those. Um, just it's not it something under the bath. It's it's it, the theme it under of it. The, bath. the theme of it is peace and tranquility. Hmm. Do you so guys the, actually bath? I feel, I feel like no one no. baths. I don't. Hell yeah. No, no, I don't. Mister X does. Yo, baths are dope. Yeah, mm. Matt actually can fit in his bath still. <laughs> Yeah, I get my rubber duckies in there and I hang out, you know? <laughs> I like that. Let's just end on a roast. I like that. That's good. I like that. <laughs>